0: back here for another edition of the nfl gambling podcast on the sports gaming podcast network you know me you know the voice you know the guy it's me really real villain real, Terrell real jr and i'm here with my co-host the esteemed scott studio show. scott what's going on
1: nothing much good to be back here for week two uh i know for week one our dfs lineups were pretty solid uh they could have been better if alan robinson did anything Unfortunately, he did not. However, we had some good points, though. We faded Akers in pretty much every single uh, aspect and Akers had as many yards as we did. So that was definitely a good sign for uh, for us. I,
0: I actually would contend with you that I had more yards than him.
1: That's fair. You could make that case. Uh, yeah. We got paid less to do the same amount of work. So, you know, you can look yeah. at it in a variety of ways. So, you
0: know, but- it's a lot of people out here fighting for equal pay. The women's soccer teams fighting for equal pay. WBA is fighting for equal pay. We need to be fighting for equal pay. with can't because, you know, we effectively did the same thing, if not a little bit better because I didn't waste their time.
1: Yeah, sounds about right. But I know that for the actual player props, we both did pretty well. I ended up not sweeping. Uh, I went two and one, which was a bit unfortunate because I always want that sweep, but still Mm -hmm. two and one pretty solid. Can't complain. Death taxes, Matt Stafford interceptions. That was really never in doubt. Uh, Also had the Henderson over in receiving yards, which got there. Unfortunately, I got tripped up by the Jamison Crowder receiving yards. He had a bit of a bigger role than I thought Mm -hmm. he would have. He still didn't really do much. He just had a couple more catches than I expected him to have. And that was the only loss that I had. So,
0: yeah, I and i mean i was on fire the last time you know all glory because started the day out first touchdown gabe davis 10 to 1 good nice cash right there to start the day then it comes along that we get my anytime touchdown to go of isaiah no wait yeah isaiah mckenzie isaiah mckenzie anyway anytime touchdown i gave it out at plus 280 i saw i get as high as plus 340 i think kramer got it in vegas at like four to one. So I was, was a fan
1: a, of the gender reveal. Uh Yeah. So that was,
0: so that was a whole angle there that we didn't even think about. That's how, you know, our. Well, I don't know. Why would anybody
1: point. have thought of that? Like, no, like, I don't think anybody, no, knew. nobody
0: knew, but we, we handicapped this so well and they made him a part of the game plan because they knew they knew he was doing this gender reveal and he was able to go out there. And for anybody that doesn't know or hasn't been seen it on Twitter, Isaiah McKenzie, after he scored his touchdown, he looked into the camera and said, it's a boy and his sister was watching. And so when he scored, she would know what the reveal of his sister's baby would be. So he got to be able to say what his, his nephew uh, coming into the world is going to be. It was great moment. It was really cool seeing her reaction, seeing that on TV. And then when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's just great handicapping by us because what are the odds? What are the odds that this is the time that they say we have to get this guy a touchdown so he can do this gender review.
1: And he was also just, Open throughout the course of the night, but I personally swung in missed a little bit on Diggs. Uh, I expect him to do decently because I mentioned in the on several podcasts that I think that Jalen Ramsey is a little bit past his prime. I still think he's a solid player. I wasn't expecting a perfect passer rating against him in week one. I mean, that that's impossible to predict, but mm-hmm. I thought Diggs <laughs> would have a decent game. I thought they would have done a better job of actually keeping him out of the end zone because he Diggs was close. Was- I was going to say, Diggs last year wasn't exactly great at actually reaching the end zone. He was fine, but he had that one bomb for a touchdown. But Diggs was phenomenal. I think that's probably where I missed the most. Other than that, though, I feel like we did a pretty good job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And my sleeper lineup came through Gabe Davis over receiving yards. I had Matt Stafford interception. That was really like, come
1: yeah. on. We we <laughs> that, double-locked that, that basically.
0: They're, they're never giving us Matthew Stafford interception yeah. on a sleeper. If sleeper gives you that, then just take it. Just
1: I, take I gave it. that out on YouTube separately. So I ba- we basically triple-locked that because I double-locked the yeah. Stafford play personally. And he overachieved. He threw and, three. So
0: And I got the Allen over rushing yards. That was my lock of the game, too. Yeah. So we so went 5-1 and
1: one on sleeper. You swept and yeah. uh, solid. Job we had the a good day. We had a very, very good day.
0: All right. Before we get into the slate for this week on Thursday Night Football, I got to talk to you about when bet and now's the time for new customers who bet $100 to get a $100 promotion where you bet $100, get a $100 free bet. Just like that $100 free bet. Plus, when Casino is open 24-7, where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to a $1,000. And WinBet has their own same-game parlays called Build Your Own Bet feature. So go out there build your own bet slash same-game parlays with Win. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to com slash bet That's com slash to claim your free bet today. All subject, change terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 on order of president state. Replace the winbeds available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem. Call 1 800 522 4700. Russell brought to you by Elias Sports Bureau. Yes, as week two kicks off, do you have the best place, the best app to go and get all the information for fantasy, for your bets, everything you need. Elias Sports Bureau is the official statisticians of U.S. pro sports. And they have a super cool app where they give you a whole bunch of player news, league validated stats, team records, betting analysis, all of that stuff. Make sure you go tap into the Elias Game Plan app now. That's E L I A S, and you can get with us 14 day free trial. Okay, on a monthly subscription, just use code SGPN. I'm telling you, you, say there free? you go. free, 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 free. <laughs> it's it's crazy like 3.99 elias game plan app app store google play store make sure you search the elias game plan app and use promo code sgpn for that free free 14 day trial on your monthly subscription and also don't forget fubu tv fubu tv is gives you complete coverage they give you complete coverage over college football pro football with nfl red zone in 4k 4k over 100 channels of live sports entertainment for a fraction of the price watch your, all your devices never miss an episode and they have like a cloud-based davr system so that's really really dope no contract no commitment you can cancel at anytime. any right now you can try fubu tv free for just seven days and get 15 percent off your first month free just go to fubu tv.com slash sgp that's f-u-b-o-t-v dot com slash s-g-p all right, let's go ahead and talk about this week's slate like, on Thursday night football. And this time we're on Amazon. Wow. We're going to see the new broadcast team, Kirk Street. I-, I can't wait to see who Kirk picks for this game because he's been a walking fade for me in college football.
1: Hasn't the I entire just- like college game day been a massive fade for the entire season so far?
0: I mean, for the it's for years, it's for years, yeah. but Kirk Herstreet and and I'm not even trying to hate on Kirk, but it's just so funny because he'll give you like he'll make it sound great. He'll make it sound really, really good. And you I'll be sitting there and I'll be listening. I'm like, wow, that really sounds good. And as soon as he picks the team, I say, well, they're going to lose
1: on the bright <laughs> side for him. I'm assuming his playoff prediction was better than Desmond Howard's. So at least he's got yeah, that Desmond, going for him. But... Yeah, Desmond.
0: If that's like the ultimate, like ultimate heat check to say that a team loses a game in week two of the college football season, but you have them in
1: your playoff, uh, of course, he was going to pick Michigan because you know, most of these TV personalities pick whichever school they went to. Uh, yeah, he picked Pitt and he also picked AM. Uh, have fun with that one. Uh, not, not exactly a good bracket by Desmond Howard, but then again, we've mentioned before that's why you should follow this four letter network instead of maybe some other four letter networks is because we actually give you good content.
0: Hey man, that was like,
1: I said it so you didn't have to, but I know (laughs) that that was an
0: insane. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a little, uh, (laughs) I'm a little biased to the, to the real college football show around here, but yeah, that was an insane bracket by him. It would have been insane if it hit, but. Hey, I like people that take take big chances. I'm the one I bet double chances. digit favorites. I mean, not double digit favorites. I bet double digit underdogs all the time. So I like people who take chances. Wow, we got distracted. All right, let's go. Chargers going on the road to play the Kansas City Chiefs. 8 15 on the East Coast. Chiefs are laying four over under set at 54 and a half. Ticked up from 52 and a half.
1: Do you think it's safe to assume that Keenan's not going to play? It so, seems like he's not going to play. I
0: was literally just about to get that when, when we go through this entry report and you see that Keenan Allen, JC Jackson were listed as non-participants in Tuesday's practice estimation. And Donald Parham is going to be out. So he will not be there. His hamstring, he's not playing in this game, but it's not looking good for Keenan Allen or JC Jackson to play in this game, especially on a short week. If I was the, chargers you probably just go ahead bite the bullet let them boys sit out and then get them extended rest for week
1: three it's a short week two I mean that's it's a really bad spot for Keenan off a hamstring issue only having a couple of days to actually heal again because they play on Thursday and I'd be be shocked if Keenan even suited up for this game this Chargers team thinks that they're
0: in contention for not only a playoff spot but a Super Bowl so I think that they let these guys get some rest and get more healthy and try to keep them for the long haul. Kansas City Chiefs guard Trey Smith ankle is limited in practice Tuesday. Harrison Buckner ankle did not practice Tuesday. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, let me, let me just hurry
1: up and finish. Didn't Trent he McGuffey. come back and hit a 50 something yarder in that game? Did he? I don't know if he yeah. Buckner got injured. They used the safety to do kickoffs yeah. and whatever. Well, no, no, that's point. what I was about to get. It. And then Buckner came to to. back and he made a 50 something yarder.
0: Yeah, that's what I was about to get to. Like, hold on. Trent McDuffie, cornerback, injured reserve. He's out with that hamstring. Back to this kicker situation because holy shit, Justin Reed, to come in as an emergency kicker as you did, <laughs> and he kicked in. So he kicked in high school. He kicked in college. He played soccer all his life. Justin Reed came in there, looked like a. He was much better than. A good portion of the kickers that were missing kicks all over the league this Sunday.
1: He kicked the touchback. You don't see that often. Like no, out of the not end only
0: did he catch the touch, not only did he kick a touchback, he booted it through the uprights. Yeah. Holy shit, Justin Reed! Hey, I was watching and I was like, yo, because I was so interested. So every time that the Chiefs were kicking, I was I was turning back over to the screen, looking back over at the monitor, like I wanted to see what it looked like. He looked really, really good. Justin Reed. And then if you see on Twitter his excitement, he's like, no, yeah, I'm the emergency kicker. I got you. Like, I got it. Let's go. Like, let me do it. <laughs> he was like, do you want me to put in a – and he asked him. He asked the coordinator. He was like, hey, do you want me to put in a touchback? Do you want me to kick short? Like, what do you want me to do? He he was doing it all. He was doing it all. That was great. That was a great play by Justin Reed. I was super excited to see that. Kicker's about to get ruled out the league if we get safeties that are doing that. All right, let's get back to the actual slate here. Line is ticked up. It opened up at three and a half, I believe I saw. Let me go back and double check. Yeah, opened up three and a half. I've seen four and a half at places. So money is coming in on the Chiefs here. It's just getting
1: started. There's going to be an avalanche of Chiefs money coming in.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I mean, I really think that's the public money. Like, I think that's the public money that's about to come in throughout the whole course of this week because the Chiefs looked really good last week. The Chiefs looked really, really good last week. We and talked Keenan's about that five touchdown out, prop. So we talked, we talked about that five touchdown prop for QBs. And we said that hey, maybe we should take Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert in case nobody gets a week one, they'll have the best opportunity to get it first in week two because they play the first game. No, Patrick Mahomes said hold my beer and threw five touchdowns in the first game. So here we are, rivalry game. Second rivalry game for the LA Chargers. Scott, what are you doing in this
1: one? Well, for the sake of what you say what I'm doing, it's about the actual game for the spread. Are you talking about for DFS purposes?
0: No, for the for the spread.
1: Oh, uh Chiefs. Uh, even though I want to make a case for the Chargers, it's in Arrowhead, which is gonna be a big deal because it will be the first home game for the Chiefs this season. I can't look past the fact the Chargers offensively looked okay against the Raiders. The red zone execution wasn't great, but without Keenan a big deal the Chargers pass rush is a lot better than Arizona's so there's going to be that if you want to make a case for the Chargers defense and maybe do the ultimate contrarian play and try to take the defense facing off against Mahomes maybe a couple of sacks maybe an interception or so but I like the Chiefs at home here I just think they have too many weapons even the defense look good but missing Keenan is such a big deal for the Chargers because we saw Mike Williams do what Mike Williams does which is occasionally go AWOL and I don't exactly trust them on a game-in, game-out basis. Assuming Mm. Williams gets shut down again in this game, what other weapons do they have? I'm going to mention some of the potential other weapons later on. Eckler wasn't a big factor in Week 1. I just feel like the Chargers are a lot easier to neutralize offensively than the Chiefs are. So I'm going to take the Chiefs at home. (sighs) It's the ultimate public side, but I think this one's going to go up. I just think 3.5 is too low.
0: It is so public like does this close, like four and a
1: half or five. Once Keenan gets ruled out, I got yeah, go to assume it's going to. Yeah,
0: it's got to close at like five. I think I think the money's coming in because they just already have a feeling he's not going to play. So it's kind of already baked into the line a little bit. And then once he's officially ruled out, it'll probably move up half a tick, probably to five, maybe five and a half. But, so I'll
1: get an early a three and a half while it's still there. <sighs> It's just such a public side. You know,
0: we know I, how I feel about <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team, but this is such a public move. Well, the answer's and, easy
1: for you. If you want to just fade the public, wait, because you know you're going to get a much better number right before game time.
0: Yeah, and that's I think that's what I'm going to I'm I'm say doing this one. It's tough. I do think the Chiefs get the win. I don't think that's. I think the Chiefs get the win, but if you tell me that this isn't a close, like three point game between these two squads that can go back and forth, and ultimately the person I'm going to be looking to for the for not the Kansas City Chiefs but for the Los Angeles Chargers to kind of make sure that this production doesn't fall off and they can move the ball against the Chiefs team is Austin Eckler. It's got to be Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is going to be all over the formation this week. He's going to be in the backfield. He's going to be playing lining up at receiver. He's going to be in the slot. Austin Eckler is going to have to take that possession role that Keenan Allen did that third down role that, Hey, if I really need somebody to go run a tight route and get a catch and, and help us keep moving the ball down the field, it's gotta be Austin Eckler because I mean, we like Mike Williams, but Mike, like you said, he can go a wall at times. Deandre Carter was very good, but I'm not expecting that that production that he gave every single week. Josh Palmer, a guy that I like, he's not going to get that production all the time. Austin Eckler is that PPR type of back. And I think that how you beat this team, this Chiefs team, is how you've been able to beat them for the past couple of years is by running the ball, keeping the possession going, by getting short intermediate passes and being able to convert those third and shorts from being able to run the ball. So I Austin Eckler is the guy for me. I think that he's going to be the big big reason why this team is able to keep moving the ball. I'm going to zig while people zag And I really, really do want to take this Chiefs team. I really, really do. But I just feel like everybody is going to be on the Chiefs. So I'm going to give out Chargers plus four. It's going to be close. I don't like it.
1: Yeah, I don't feel great either way, but it is an arrowhead. It's the first home game of the season. You know, the crowd's going to be just fully ramped up to 11. I'm going to go with the Chiefs for that reason. But once again, I'm going to tread lightly on it. This isn't a triple lock max whale play extreme. I'm not going to say it's that much, you know, but I do like the, yeah. I think the Chiefs will cover. I just think that at the end of the day, the Chargers are a little bit shorthanded. And yeah. if their best receiver now is Mike Williams, which is a whole separate can of worms because you don't know what you're going to get from him week in, week out. I'm a little bit concerned about how many weapons the Chargers actually have. And we saw in week one, it's also difficult to evaluate the Chiefs because Arizona is so bad. Mm -hmm. And that's why I faded them in every capacity Uh, throughout the podcast leading up to the season, some win totals. I was all over the chiefs in every single area this past weekend. I made a decent amount of money on the chiefs, but I think the chiefs do a good job of getting uh, another solid win here. Don't feel great about it, but I am going to go with the chiefs. I'm more confused about the total for me because on one hand, you blindly want to take the over because you have Mm -hmm. Mahomes against Herbert on the other hand, you have the Chargers missing their most reliable receiver. Eckler was a, really just a non-factor, and the game went under against the Raiders, and you can make a serious case that, uh, I mean, it, it could have potentially went over if a couple of things went their way, but they forced a couple of interceptions. Mack and Bosa were incredible, and I wonder if the Chiefs' offense is slightly overrated just because of how bad Arizona's defense is. And the answer is yes. It's still a great offense, but I have to acknowledge how bad Arizona is once again. We've seen prime times just be an absolute cash cow towards the under. Are you Uh going to back the trend and take the under? Because I feel like the under is actually kind of appealing the more that I think about it. Because the Chargers have to control the possession. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's how you beat these teams in the AFC West. And I don't know how more people don't realize it, but these run heavy teams have a leg up because they're able to control possession, able to keep the ball out the other teams' hands, and then their defense really steps up. I'm I'm very intrigued in under. I think the over is an extremely public play right now. And both of these teams can play some like this Chargers team. Everybody was just talking about how much they like their defense, how much they like their defense. And what we saw from them last week was the fact that they can able to get to the quarterback. And they did that plenty of times against Derek Carr and a pretty solid Raiders offensive line, honestly.
1: Also worth mentioning, Derwin James actually healthy for once, so there's that. Yeah. You
0: know, yeah. And so, ah, oh, man, I, I don't know. This is this is tough. I like the under. I think the under is. I think it's close, and we're just gonna. I'm gonna back it until something kind of tells me otherwise. Especially on a short week, these short weeks. These offenses are a little bit less potent.
1: Chiefs offensive line also a little bit banged up, so there's that. But I'm going to lean to the under based on the primetime factor and based on the fact that it is going to be a short week for both teams. The Chiefs, I think, are still a very good offense. But once again, I think Arizona's defense is just insanely terrible. So I mm-hmm. think that you're going to see the Chiefs come back down to earth a little bit. I'm still not sure what to think of the Chargers offense because they looked productive but they only scored like 24 points and that Mm -hmm. seemed extremely low based on Herbert's stat line, et cetera. But I think they have to control the time possession. So I'm going to go with the under because I think there's a couple ways to cash either the Chargers struggle offensively. The chiefs don't perform up to their unrealistic standards in week two, or you meet somewhere in the middle, but I think you're going to see a competitive game. I'm going to lean to the under though. I think especially with the amount of, of movement already, I think the overvalue is already sailed. I'm gonna go with the under. All right. Huh. That's hard. That's, yep. that's, that's, this is tough. It's
0: but it's a rivalry game. I think that we're we're on the right side of it. We're, this is a rivalry game. This is the division game. This is really big for the Chargers because they can start the season two and zero in the division, and the Chiefs just trying to get on the board. They look really really good. I think that we're we're basically on the right side about this one. So I feel. Pretty confident. All right, we beat that into the head. Let's slide right over in the first touchdown. Who are you looking at for first touchdown today?
1: So I feel like most people are going to try to go to the the usual suspects with Kelsey, or if you're in the Chargers, you know, bandwagon there, maybe an Eckler player, Mike Williams. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to go for a couple of long shots or some players that I just think have value at the current number. First one for me that I'm going to at least throw out there. I got to throw out Clyde. Uh, at around 10 to one. Mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty good price. We saw he reached the end zone twice via the air against the Cardinals, but I'm hoping that since he scored two touchdowns, the coaching staff might trust him a little bit more. The chiefs still don't exactly have a true goal line back. So they might be rotating in and out, but the fact that Hilarion looked that good in the passing game makes me believe that he's going to be used on the goal line, either in a, an underhand screen pass touchdown variety, or maybe just sneaking him out of the backfield I think Hilarion's got value because he could potentially get a goal line carry as well, since Ronald Jones was, I believe, a healthy scratch for week Mm -hmm. one, and he's the bigger back that they have. I'll go with Hilarion as one of my favorites, or at least based on odds, one of the favorites that I'm looking at. I think 10 to 1 is a little bit on the value side, so I'm going to go with Hilarion. You have any thoughts on that?
0: No, I don't. I like it. I think it's a pretty solid play. He had two last week, and.
1: They still I, I, don't I, run the ball that much. So it's a little tricky to take a running back. But the fact that he actually looked that good in the passing game mm-hmm. should instill a lot of confidence in the coaching staff to continue using him in the red zone. That's good enough for me.
0: Yeah, I like C.H. for sure. What else you got?
1: Uh, So that's going to be my lowest odd play. Uh, looking at anybody else, I thought about maybe Gerald Everett, especially with Pardon being out again, most likely. And with Allen being out, he scored in week one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if 15 to one's good odds or not. I really can't tell if I I think I have a better value play for receivers or based on the Keenan being out trickle down system. I'm going to go with DeAndre Carter at around 25 to one. I I thought he was very good in week one, and he kind of needed to be because he was filling in mostly for the void that Keenan's injury left, because we know that Carter could basically be a slow receiver. He runs routes very well. He's extremely shifty if I had to use one word to describe his skill set. So I do think if he's going to be getting a ramp up in actual snaps because of Keenan's absence, and he's most likely going to fill the void, I do think based on potential target share and based on responsibilities in the passing game, you should be finding decent value at a guy who really looks sharp in week one and a guy that should be getting more reps because of the injury report. I like Carter at roughly 25 to one. I think there's value there.
0: All right, I you know me. I broke my unit into four units. Shout out to my guy Ryan Kramer. Four quarter units. First two, we're just gonna take both quarterbacks. Both quarterbacks are mobile quarterbacks. Both quarterbacks, I feel like they're first those are my one. honorable
1: mentions for the quarter. Yeah, I feel like
0: both of, both of them are inflated. You know, I'm getting Patrick Mahomes at twenty four to one. I'm getting Justin Herbert at twenty eight to one, and both of them are very mobile. Eight. And I can see easily a situation where they either go in the red zone bootleg out, or they just see nothing right there. And they say, all right, forget it. I'm just going to take it with my legs. So yeah, I'll take both quarterbacks for my chargers player. Give me Sony Michelle at 29 to one. That feels fun. Sony Michelle got some, some red zone work last week and you know, like I said, I told you that I think that Austin Eckler is going to be more of a possession guy. Like, I think they're going to use him a lot more in a passing game. And I think they like some things that they saw from Sonny Michelle last week. I really, really do. He went out there and he's come back. He's effectively the number two on this team. For a team that has loaded at freaking running back, he is the number two. So if he is the goal line guy, he's the guy they want to give the ball to at the goal line. Yeah, yeah, it's Sonny Michelle. Punch it in from the two. Sonny Michelle, 29 to one. And then for my Chiefs player, Sky Moore, 35 to one. He had one catch for 30 yards, but I thought he looked pretty decent. And if he gets out there, he gets on the field, and Patrick Mahomes might look his way, look his way, and sit there long, bomb. 30-yard touchdown, something like that for Sky Moore, kick off the season, just kind of fade the, you know, when we talk about everybody's like, oh, is it going to be Juju? Is it going to be Travis Kelsey again, like you mentioned earlier? I'll just fade the higher price receivers and just give me, you know, Sky Moore right there. I think Sky Moore can have a pretty decent game.
1: I think it's a good spot to take some long shots. I mentioned Hilarion just because of the upside. If you wanted to go for a different option, you could maybe make a case for Pacheco at twenty-five to one, uh, which is potentially intriguing. Maybe I feel even like he gen- got
0: all his work at the end of the game
1: though. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I was I was gonna say for the price tag, if they like what they saw later in the game, maybe maybe mm-hmm. take a spin on McKinnon if you think that he might have a shot there to catch a pass <laughs> in yeah. the red zone. Yeah. I, I, I went with Hilarion just because I think that you need one kind of favorite there. And I think Hilarion is value, at least compared to Juju, they're basically the same price. I think Hilarion should be lower than Juju by a decent margin. But there's a couple guys I have no interest at all in betting. I have no interest in Valdez-Scantling, who is just a streak specialist who basically needs to catch a bomb in order to actually score a touchdown, let alone the first touchdown. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a fan of Hardman. And I know Hardman scored in week one. I just don't think he gets targeted enough. And the Chiefs have waited for him to come around for a while. And he's really never come around. I'll get back to Hardman a bit later. But I think 16-1 to is a little bit too low for Hardman as well. So I'm really just anti... Juju for the price Scantling for the price and Hardman for the price. And I know that that's kind of limiting your options because they're all chiefs players, but don't you think those three players have odds that seem a little bit too low? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think it's just because it's like taking a dart at a board. Like there's so many options and Patrick Mahomes is going to spread the ball. around. But that's the point.
1: Not- you automatically reduce the prices of the receivers drastically because it's Mahomes. That's the issue is I don't think either of those players individually should warrant being roughly 10 to 1 or 12 to 1. I just don't think any of them really possess that much touchdown upside. Juju is mostly a drag guy. I mean, we saw he had a lot of receptions, mostly underneath. Valdez scaling is the opposite. He's not going to get many touches or catches because all he does is catch bombs. And then you meet in the middle and you're looking at Hardman, who is kind of a half gadget player, half intermediate route guy. I don't think any of those and their skill sets warrant being this low on the first touchdown odds. So I'm ignoring all three of those guys. I don't like them. Yeah. Like the it's really kids.
0: just all it is, is really just availability and they know for a fact that those guys are going to be out there patching homes. That's really all it is.
1: Yeah. But I think you'll be better off investing in some other options like a, for example, Carter who I like at 25 to one, he should be on the field a lot. I just, I just don't think Carter should be 25 to one and Josh Palmer should be 15 to one. I think that I think that odd differential is absurd between the two of them.
0: Yeah, especially when Carter outsnapped Palmer.
1: Yeah, and Palmer's week. not bad. Don't get me wrong. He's not. He's if they're not. on the field arguably the same amount, and Carter might even be on the field more because he's more of a Keenan Allen replacement. I just think the odds are completely off on Carter. I think she, I think he should be closer to 16 to one if I was pricing it myself.
0: And my bad, I didn't mean Palmer. He outsniped Guyton. That's the guy I was thinking about. Palmer actually did. Yeah, Guyton four was a complete
1: non-factor. Yeah. Week.
0: And which is crazy because Guyton's been there for a while. But uh, yes, no, Josh Palmer had second in snaps, 50 snaps, 75%. But where and was Carter, Carter at? Carter was at 25, 34, 37% of their snaps.
1: Okay. And Keenan so, got injured midway through the game. So you're expecting yeah, a little so bit of
0: that. To, yeah, definitely expect that to tick up. You should see a lot of three sets with Williams, Palmer, and Carter. So it should be really fun.
1: I was keeping an eye on Everett, though, at 15 to one. I kind of wish it was like 18 to one, but we saw a yeah. tight end end up cashing on Monday night with Disley. I know a lot of people at SGPN made a lot of money on that one. Yeah, but good call. I like Everett. I think Everett's definitely a solid tight end. And with Pardon being out, he's going to get a bunch of snaps.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's before we get into the rest of this slate, let's talk about. No house advantage, and they're changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform. You can play pick 'em contests, whereas other people for a shot to win $250,000 in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for each correct pick, and climb the leaderboard. Bet up to five player prop over unders or individual player matches across all major sports, sign up now with promo code SGPN at knowhouseadvantage.com or download the app and get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today. Experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but it is also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Plus, we're brought to you by PromoGuide. Uh, it's the best play if, place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. They got daily updates on OzBuse, huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books, and they have a VIP Discord group that even put, that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips if you're not already using their mathematical models to help your picture missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of it is that Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans. In a well-informed, better betting community, go to PromoGuide.us and check out their 100% track, transparent, and proven betting, smarting betting method for smarter bets. Once again, promoguy.us to get you consistency, and consistency gives you profit. And now we're also brought to you by Sleeper. Where we're gonna have to give out our sleeper lineup for this game again. We were five and one and what we gave out last time I was able to cash my lineup plus 500 odds. So Scott this week, what are you doing for your sleeper lineup?
1: So to go through these picks, I actually have four and I was contemplating which one I should potentially toss out. So starting with a quarterback, which kind of goes into your first ta- uh, your first touchdown score mindset. I'm looking at Mahomes over 19 and a half rushing yards. And it's mostly based on his historical success on the ground against the Chargers. He's faced off against the Chargers seven times in his career. And in those seven meetings, he's averaging 33 and a half rushing yards per game. And he's also averaging roughly 4.6 carries per game. Some of those are kneel downs, but still the point is since he's averaging roughly 33 and a half rushing yards per meeting, I think 19 and a half is way too low. And even though Mahomes didn't really have to run at all in week one, It was because Arizona has no pass rush. The Chargers do, so I do expect Mahomes to need to bail out of the pocket more often than he did in week one, which should result in some scrambling opportunities for Mahomes. But 19.5 for a guy that's averaged over 33 rushing yards Mm -hmm. in seven meetings against this team, I think is criminally low. I'm going to go with the over 19.5. I think he probably gets 20 and change. All right, what's number two? So number two is going to be a fade of a guy that I mentioned for the first touchdown score. I'm going to fade Hardman. I'm going to take him under 37 and a half receiving yards. I know that he's fast, and I know that a lot of people like him because he's good in Madden. The issue is this game's in real life, and Hardman is not a very good receiver. I know he had a touchdown in week one, but for a guy that has been on the team for a while and for a guy that you kind of wish would find a way to have more sustained success, he still really has not done anything in the pros like long-term and Hardman had a touchdown. The issue is he only had three catches for 16 yards, 37 and a half seems way too high to me, especially with all of the solid receiver depth that the chiefs have. Am I wrong for thinking that 37 apps way too high? Cause it feels way too high. I feel like that number should be in the high twenties.
0: I wouldn't say that it feels like it's way too high. I just think that is so inconsistent of getting there because you have to get a big play he also just doesn't catch many balls yeah you can get this all in one play or he can go out there and have a dud so i think it's it's such a 50 50 bet for me
1: yeah i'm going with the under i just think this number should be lower based on what we've seen in the past from hardman three catches 16 yards sounds about right maybe three catches for 20 something yards but the fact that he caught a lot of underneath stuff in week one Makes me believe that this number is a bit high. So I'm going to go with the under as my second play there. Now pivoting to the Chargers, I'm going to go with a play that seems a bit contrarian, but I do like it. Uh, And I think that the over might be a trap play. It's going to be Justin Herbert, and I'm going to take him under 283 and a half passing yards. And I feel like most people will blindly take the over in this one, just because of the fact that it's Herbert against Mahomes. However, if you look at his numbers against the Chiefs last year, he really wasn't fantastic in terms of yards. He had four touchdowns, no picks in week three last year, and he only had 281 yards. And then they had the Thursday night game at the end of the year, which went to overtime. And Herbert only had 238, uh, 36 yards in that game. Mm-hmm. I think 283 and a half is a little bit high, especially with a banged up receiving core. We mentioned before the Chargers need to try to control the ball and try to dominate time possession. I think they might run the ball more than people think in this game. But the fact that Herbert had such a memorable – the fact that the game was so memorable with the Kelsey touchdown and overtime, and you look at the stats, and Herbert only had 236 in passing yards, I think this number's too high. I'm going with the under in passing yards for Herbert. Bit of a contrarian play there. Yeah, no, it is a contrarian
0: play. But I'm not mad at it. He, what, two for two in four games at this line? His yeah. first two games, he was over 300 against Chiefs, and he hasn't gotten there
1: yet. And people just assume yeah. he has a lot of huge numbers because he throws so many touchdown passes, but that, that has nothing to do with the yards. Like, yeah. they run the ball to get downfield. He just converts in the red zone all the time. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I like it. And my last one, which oh, I was... gave con- four? Yeah, I was going to say. I had Let's four, go. but those are probably my favorite three. The fourth one was Kelsey, over 78.5 receiving yards. Mm -hmm. This one I was torn on because people blindly remember the massive touchdown he had in overtime against the Chargers. The problem was Derwin James got injured in the middle of the game, and when Derwin Mm -hmm. was actually in the game, Kelsey did nothing, and then he got hurt and Kelsey exploded. So that's why I'm kind of torn on the Kelsey one, because I feel like this number at first glance seems extremely low because he went for 100 and change, had a classic Kelsey game in week one. But Derwin James did a great job on him last year before Mm -hmm. he got hurt. So I'm a little bit iffy on Kelsey but I guess based on the number itself, I kind of have to like the over Th- That's why it was my least favorite out of the four. I just well, let think me go.
0: Is so good. Well, let me just go ahead and tr- use that to transition to my lineup. Cause my first play is Travis Kelsey over
1: 78 and a half okay. receiving yards. So we double we have, we have that two times over, but I'm yeah. mentioning some potential drawbacks.
0: And I'm just, I'm just going back to, this is a really big game. This is a really big game. And I trust Tra- Patrick Mahomes to get the guy. Look, I trust Patrick Mahomes to get the ball to his best player and his best player is Travis Kelsey. That's going to be the guy that where he's on third down, he needs, he needs a reception. This defense is really good. So I think there are going to be some third and longs for the chiefs. However, the chiefs are pesky as fuck and really fucking annoying when it comes to that stat. And so you, I can just see Travis Kelsey, some third and long coming and he gets picks up 10 yards Because Patrick Mahomes is looking for him and Kelsey just finds a way to get open. And I think that adds up, adds up, adds up over the course of the games. And we look at his last three games against this L.A. Chargers team and you have nine for 14, 90 yards, seven for 11, 104 yards, 10 for 13, 191. Yeah. Give me some Travis Kelsey. I like Travis Kelsey in this spot. Actually, if we even go back further and we go to his last five games against them, he has one game where he was three for five for 24 yards within another game where he's seven for 10, 92 yards. So he's, he's basically hitting over this number four of the last five. Not basically he he has hit this number in four of the last five. I'll just take a blind bet on Kelsey and guess what? In my sleeper dynasty league, I am playing against Travis Kelsey this week. So of course he's going to go off. Travis Kelsey set over 78 and a half receiving yards. That's one play. Play number two, guess who I'm also playing in that same league? He has Austin Eckler. This guy, look, this is crazy. This dynasty, his dynasty team is crazy, but he has Austin Eckler as well. So I'm going to go ahead. If I'm going to take an L in dynasty this week, I'm sure going to profit from it. And like I said earlier, I think Austin Eckler is going to be that PPR receiver type of role for this game. He's going to kind of step into that King Allen role. And whenever they really, really need a pass or they need somebody to go out there and just kind of make a play, I think they're going to give the ball to Austin Eckler. He's going to get it done. So give me Austin Eckler over 36 and a half receiving yards. I think that he gets a lot of targets. I think that he's able to be more of a passer in this game than a rusher. And then to go ahead and finish out my emotional hedge against my fantasy team. The third player that this guy has on his team is Justin Herbert. So I wanted to go yardage. I was kind of concerned about it. I'm not going to lie. But I thought about the angle of just a lot of short dump ball passes and just kind of keeping the ball out of the Chiefs' hands. So I went with Herbert's over 25 and a half completions because I think that, one, I... I know that the best way to beat the Chiefs team is running the ball. I'm not 100% certain that Brandon Staley knows that. And so while I think they run the ball more, I think that how they try to keep possession is by short passes, Austin Eckler getting, you know, something, maybe Joe Everett, like just holding possession instead of taking deep shot bombs. And that's going to rack up a bunch of completions for Justin Herbert. So I'll take Justin Herbert over 25 and a half completions in this one as well. Anything, all that sound good. I really just faded my, the team, well, back the team that I'm playing in fantasy this week because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be down close to 100 points by the time this night is over.
1: You might be. I mean, I mean a lot of it, it, it might happen. You know, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I think there's a logic behind each of those plays besides the emotional hedge aspect. But if you think the Chargers keep it close and you're taking the Chargers plus the points, then the game script definitely benefits the props you just mentioned. Yes, very much so. And
0: so everybody make sure you head over to sleeper.com says SGP use our promo code SGP and get a hundred percent deposit match on your deposit up to a hundred dollars sleeper.com says SGP terms and conditions apply to terms to use for details. All right. We were, we were close in DFS last week. We were, we were close. We were a couple. I like I'm to, telling you I
1: like to credit or blame my lack of success there solely on Allen Robinson, because the rest <laughs> of my lineup was fire. I don't care what anybody else says. The rest of my lineup was good. And I I think
0: I want to blame mine on the fact that the Bills don't know what they have in James Cook yet, even though he did fumble his first carry. But it's a lot of people, a lot of great people that fumbled their first carry. So we'll uh, we'll see. Scott, I'm, I'm defer to you. Go ahead. Who's in your captain slot for the showdown lineup?
1: So for this one, of course, the obvious choice is Patrick Mahomes, especially mm-hmm. if you think he might score a rushing touchdown. Mm -hmm. I know that you mentioned it. I know that Munaf mentioned the the idea of it. He's four to one anytime touchdown score and they threw it out there. So I know Munaf and Rod were talking about that as a value play potentially. So Mahomes, of course, is going to be the intriguing option. Kind of like why I picked Allen on my captain spot last week. He had a rushing touchdown. There's some upside there. So I do think that that's definitely a good place to start. Uh, Then I looked at Kelsey, but once again, I... I'm a little bit concerned about Derwin being on him, but if you're going to use Mahomes, you kind of have to stack him with Kelsey. I mean, don't you at this point? Yeah. So I have him in there too. I went back to DeAndre Carter. I think his salary is solid at roughly 8,500. I think that's a little bit low for a guy who should be on the field a lot more. If you want to make a case for Palmer, you can. I think Palmer's got a decent salary as well. Palmer's salary is 7,000. So I think Palmer might be a steal at that price tag. I think yeah. that that's probably worth at least a flyer for a lineup. Uh, besides that, I also included Juju because I was a fan of the receptions that he ended up getting, and he had a decent amount of yards. I would like more of a touchdown upside, which is a little bit concerning, but I do like the volume and the fact that he looked pretty sharp in the underneath stuff, and I'm hoping he could potentially get open in the red zone for a touchdown. But I looked at him. I also looked at Gerald Everett, who I think has value at 9,500 with Parnum being out, I think Everett's a borderline autoplay because he mm-hmm. had a touchdown last week. With Keenan being out, that's one less red zone receiver to worry about. And Mike Williams, once again, can go all at any time. So I, I wasn't interested in Williams because I can't trust him. Everett I like in this system. I think Everett's going to be a good tight end for fantasy purposes this season. But I do think if you want to switch some things around, Palmer at 7,000 I think is a tremendous value play. And mm-hmm. I think if you want to try to mix and match here, throw in a CEH in the lineup. Maybe if you want to go dual quarterback with Mahomes and Herbert, or maybe you want to throw an Eckler in there, I think you could make a serious case for throwing in Palmer in order to make that work.
0: All right. Um, I'm going back and forth from my lineup. I have no idea what I want to do here. All right. My captain slot is Austin Eckler. Because I just think that this is going it's the PPR I think this is going to be the PPR machine he's also a runner like he and this is how you beat the chiefs you run you run the football and so while I think that they're going to split carries between Eckler and Sony Michelle and I think they'll see some good things from both i like I like Eckler's overall potential and I think he also has a chance to get into the end zone this week also Eckler in the captain' slot I'm going with Justin Herbert. I'm, I'm sitting here back and forth, which quarterback I'm taking. I'm taking Justin Herbert in this one, just because I think that it's going to be a little bit. I just think that it's going to be a closer game. And if it's a closer game, Herbert's got to ball out. Herbert, Herbert has to ball out. He's a touchdown machine. So the yardage may, may not be there, but I think he's still going to be able to score a couple, a few touchdowns. So yeah, give me Justin Herbert there. Travis Kelsey, we already know why we're doing that. That's obvious. I'm just keeping that right there. Juju, like I said, I did like the PPR from juju as well and how everything went i took the chargers defense because
1: sacks you know could work out sacks
0: and if i know anything about patrick mahomes i know he loves to gamble and take chances and sometimes he can feel a little bit too overconfident about himself and he just makes some mistakes But those mistakes never define him, and he's fine, like, making them, and he goes out there. So he may throw a couple interceptions. Like, that's not – we've seen him do that before, He you know. So give me that Chargers defense. Maybe one of those interceptions is in a bad spot, and it's a pick six, and that's a really big score for us. And I'm probably going to regret doing this. He's the only person I could afford left with this lineup. But if he gets – some if he gets a touchdown or some fluky some fluky touchdown, this is a winning lineup. I'm gonna take Jalen Guyton because this is a man that's in the doghouse. This is a man that's in the doghouse. He lost his third receiver spot, or yeah, third receiver was that third receiver? No, fourth receiver spot to DeAndre Carter, but now Keenan Allen's out, so he's effectively the third rec- the third receiver again no fourth receiver again yeah so he lost his fourth receiver spot he's effectively the fourth receiver again we see them run three t- three wide receiver sets and he he's going to get brought in i know i know i know he didn't get a bunch of snaps in week 1 i have to think that with Keenan Allen out they're going to work him in just a little bit more i'm not saying that he's about to go out here and lead the team in snaps but he's going to have slight opportunity and he's a speedster he is a speedster he's somebody that can get downfield Just give me one bomb, one bomb. Maybe it goes in the end zone. And if it does, I have to think that he's the X factor player that's going to win people a million dollars. So give me Jalen Guyton. He's 1,200, 1,500, 1,200, 1,500, depends on where you're looking. He's super cheap and he's a speedster that may get out there and go out and have a long touchdown. I'll take it. Maybe that's the million dollars right
1: there. And just for comparison, by the way, we are looking at different sites for the sake of prices. So that's kind of why some of our numbers might not match up in terms of salary. But I do think that Guyton has some touchdown upside because he's been known to potentially get behind coverage. Yes, it's a serious, serious flyer. But if you're going to be entering a pool with a ton of people, which I'm sure most people are, because the grand prize is going to be a milli. You got to take some shots, and if you look at what happened last week, the teams that won had both defenses, the Bills, the Captain's yeah, yeah, bunch, the the Bills defense in the like captain you, spot, and yeah, had the freaking Bills defense. you, need to try to think outside the box. The issue I have with Palmer and the fact that is, the book that I was using, he's extremely cheap, but he has to be one of the most public plays available in terms of ownership, because I really don't mm-hmm. know how you can look at Palmer. Who should be on the field a lot? You mentioned a snap count in Week One. Now Keenan's going to be out, and he's seven thousand. So yeah. even if you think some players are cheap, which might allow you to get away with a two quarterback uh, lineup, a lot of people are going to have the same mindset as you, and you have to try to predict what the ownership is going to be for these players. Guyton's ownership is going to be significantly lower as a cheap. Five snaps. Yeah, it should five be a snaps. lot lower. I kind of hesitated on Palmer initially. Because even though the salary is cheap and it could allow you to use Herbert and Mahomes, I'm sure a lot of people are going to have that same exact roster concept. And you will kind of want to zag where people zig. So Palmer is a guy who I like for value, but I can guarantee you he's going to be one of the most owned players because yeah. I don't know how you're supposed to avoid you know, not putting him on your roster.
0: He's the number two receiver on an offense that everybody thinks is top 10
1: and he's 7,000 for salary where you're looking at Mike Williams for example it's 12,500 Palmer might be on like 50 plus percent of rosters solely because of the value of it or the cheapness of the price which kind of makes me want to stay away yeah no
0: I agree I agree all right there you go we have our DFS showdown lineups before we get into our lock anytime touchdown,
1: yeah, that whether just- that's best bets, whatever the hell we're doing. Yeah,
0: our best bet segment with our lock and our anytime touchdown that we did last week. I talked to you about Run Your Pool, introducing Run Your Pool's new VIP subscription service that helps you get an extra edge against the books. Entry into our week exclusive week one and week two pools. Well, our week one pool just happened, but our week two pool, we guaranteed $5,000 payout. And our season long pool with a hundred thousand dollar payout. Previous content like in depth guides for how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag. Use promo code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP and get up to get fifty percent off your first month with Run Your Pool VIP. That's code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. We're also brought to you by Oz Trader, the best place to pair eyes from automated sports books you can use different sign up codes, promotions. They have player statistics, key game stats, they have injury reports, projected game day weather. Everything you need for making the most informed bets possible. Also we have a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and activities. Go to slash bluewire Austrader, the number one site for all of your game day bets. Alright Scott, we had a good we had a good week last week. We had a good week last week. So, let's go ahead and flip things back here. I am going to start, and I'm going to put my. Yep, I'm going to put my foot where my mouth is, or my money where my mouth is. Yeah, no, because foot where your mouth is is bad. Money where my mouth is with Austin Eckler, for my lot this week, I'm going with Austin Eckler over four and a half receptions at minus one fourteen. I think he's going to get. It may be short. It may be dump offs. It. Anything that can just keep the chains moving, keep the ball in possession, I think Austin Eckler is the guy they're going to look for. Without Keenan Allen in the lineup, he is the best receiver on the team. <laughs> he's he's the best receiver in terms of catching the football on the team. I got to assume going...
1: he might be in the slot for a couple of snaps in this game.
0: Yeah. And look, they've already inflated Josh Palmer to four and a half. He wasn't at four and a half. They've inflated Mike Williams at five and a half. Both of those are plus money. I'm I'm just going to lay the extra 14 cents with Austin Eckler. I think he gets five easy. I think he's really, honestly, more around a six to seven range. So, Austin Eckler over four and a half receptions. That is prop my lock for this game. For my touchdown, huh? I feel like I'm really throwing a dart at a board on the touchdown prop. Uh...
1: Let's, take, take Mahomes at four to one. Live a little. Whew, I see him at plus four twenty.
0: Okay. Shout out there. We could. We could do that. We could. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm. A, I'm. a president of Patrick Mahomes fan club, and I don't. I was. I want to give out something with some value because Juju actually is slightly enticing. At plus, but he's one plus one forty five, and I don't know. It's a little cheap for me, for a guy. Yeah, it's a little cheap. Yeah, I would have liked to see him a little bit closer to two to one. And Jared Everett is interesting as well, but give it to me. That that was a sign. Give it to me. Patrick Mahomes, anytime touchdown plus four twenty. Let's go. All right,
1: what are you doing? So I'm gonna go back to my sleeper lineup for my lock. I'm gonna go to a player prop here. I'm going to go with Hardman under 37 and a half receiving yards. I think this number is just way too high. His longest reception in week one was eight yards. I don't really know where this uptick's coming from, especially with all the mouths that Kansas City has to feed. And we saw Kelsey go nuts. We saw Juju play well. Scanling was quiet, but he's always capable of catching a deep pass. Hardman has kind of become a gadget player, and that's what he is. And he'll occasionally catch some dump-off passes, maybe a screen pass here or there. So, you might have to avoid him breaking one. But you're looking at Hardman's numbers against the Chargers last year. He had four catches for 11 yards in the second meeting. And in the first meeting, he had three. He had four catches for 33 yards. So, he's gone under uh, in the two meetings last year. He had less than 20 yards in week one. I think 37 and a half is way too high. I'm going to go for that as the under. I got to take the value where it lies. All
0: right. And who is your anytime touchdown?
1: So I mentioned him earlier for first touchdown score. I think that this price, especially a plus money, is a very good deal for a guy who scored two touchdowns in week one. I'm going to go with CEH. I think there's value on Clyde. Plus 125, I think it's a very solid deal there. I just think that for a guy who was very sharp in the red zone in week one catching the ball, I think he's going to instill more trust in the coaching staff moving forward. I like him. Worst case is he might get one goal line touch that might be good enough, but plus 125 for a starting running back that scored two touchdowns in week one in the passing game,
0: mm-hmm. I think
1: has value in it. Give me the plus money.
0: All right, let's do it. That is it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Scott, anything else for the people before we get up out of here?
1: Not really. Uh, looking forward to uh winning a million dollars from DFS. No, but it's going to be nice seeing a very competitive or entertaining game on Thursday night. So far, the primetime games have been fine. Uh, One of them was good. The other two were pretty one-sided. So hopefully this one's competitive. But either way, uh, it's going to be fun watching football again. It was a crazy week one. We're expecting Mm -hmm. more craziness in week two. So hopefully we'll be on the right side of some of that craziness.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, if you're not already doing it, make sure you subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at SGPNNFL. And make sure you follow up it's like us personally he's at right show radio i'm at really real underscore underscore make sure you leave a review for us wherever you hear your podcast other than that i have nothing else for the show i have nothing else to say i have no idea how i'm in this podcast so we're gonna go ahead and end it like this we are out of here